Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal. And this week, we're doing something a little different. So I was not feeling called to do anything that I was thinking of doing. Like all the topics that I was thinking about, I was just like, mm, no. So here we are. It's Sunday, and it's pretty freaking late, okay, for me to be doing this. It's 7.46. I kind of planned out earlier today exactly what I was going to go over, and we are going to be touching on 20 things that I had to learn in my 20s. So essentially 20 lessons learned in my early 20s. I am currently 25, turning 26 in just a few months. And I feel like for my age, I have a lot of stuff I've learned and a lot of good takes on certain things. And I just felt like I wanted to give you guys something that everybody could apply to their life in this episode. And I didn't want to just touch on one subject. I know sometimes whenever I make episodes solely on one thing, not everyone can relate to those. And I wanted to just make something that could kind of hit home with everyone today. So that is why I'm coming to you at 7.47 p.m. on a Sunday because I am trying to lean into only the things that actually make me want to create. And if I'm trying to create and something just isn't flowing, I'm not going to force myself to make it flow because guess what? It might not be what I'm meant to be talking about that week. You know what I mean? But so we're going to get right into it. I'm going to do the life update and everything at the end. But so again... 20 things I've learned in my early 20s. I hope that you guys can take something away from this. I hope that there's something in here that you need to hear. I almost guarantee that there is because a lot of these seriously have changed my life for the better, but they were a lot of hard, hard lessons that I had to learn at some point in my life. But they're all super important lessons that I had to learn just in the past five years in my early 20s. So this is for anyone who just needs a little reminder today. I love you. You got this. Let's go. Number one. You are the main character of your life. At the end of the day, it only matters if the things you're choosing to do are making you happy. If it's not making you happy, that's probably a sign it's not meant to be in your life. If something lights your soul on fire, it's for a reason. Lean into those things. Examples of this could be a passion that you have, a hobby, friendship, a person. If there's a friendship not serving you, let it go. You outgrow things sometimes or sometimes there's something that you might be trying to force and it just isn't meant to be forced. Same with a relationship. Same with a career. If something doesn't feel like it's serving you or it's not making you happy, like it's it's so simple and you would think that it would click a little bit easier than that. But sometimes we have to learn the hard way and just push through these moments to understand that like, no, like this isn't for me. And if it makes me feel good, then it that that's all that really matters at the end of the day. And if it doesn't, that's again, all that matters at the end of the day. So if there's a hobby that you're interested in, it could be singing, it could be painting, it could be writing, it could be anything. If something comes really easy to you and it makes you feel connected to yourself in a way that nothing else does, there's a reason for that. And that's to encourage you to keep tapping into that because that probably is something that you're meant to be doing to a degree in your life. And if you don't keep tapping into that, you might miss out on the fact that you could have made that your career or whatever, you know? So get creative, allow yourself to tap into the things that really make you happy, even if they aren't a source of your income or anything at the moment. You never know if they might be in the future. Number two, setting boundaries is a must. It might take time to figure out what exactly those are for you, but once you figure those out, it's very important to hold them close to you so you can stay true to yourself. And you'll find this in every aspect of your life. And I'm gonna be honest, these took me a really long time to figure out and I'm still figuring them out as I go. But a couple examples of mine and ones that I know are like non-negotiable boundaries like that kind of come before other things, it's prioritizing my wants and my needs before others. And that can sound selfish and I don't mean that in like all areas, but 
for instance, if there's something going on a certain day and I might have had a plan or something, prioritizing yourself and setting a boundary that, you know, I actually didn't get this done, you know, and this is like a huge thing for me to get done for my well-being this week. So I should probably just focus on me today instead of forcing myself to go and do other things. You know what I mean? So just put it, knowing when to put yourself first and knowing when to put others first is definitely a boundary to have and one to tap into basically getting work done before you're social or something. That's one for me. If I don't get my podcast done, um, at a certain point, like today, I wouldn't like normally Sundays for me are days to kind of just like get my life together, but I would prefer to have it done before today. But you know, sometimes it happens like this, but there's no way that you would have caught me doing anything else today because this is a boundary that I have for myself, that this comes first before I allow myself to go and do other stuff. Another example of this for me is good communication. If someone isn't willing to communicate with me, if they're not willing to try and improve communication that might not be great, then that's kind of all I need to know. Like I need communication. Like that's a boundary. I think, I guess this is the right term. I'm not sure if this is the right term for it, a boundary. Yeah, boundary of mine is like good communication. So also planning like to a degree. Um, if I, like with my schedule and what I currently do, if I don't know currently, like I, I'll do last minute plans and stuff, but if I'm seeing somebody... I like to plan things with them so that I know what's going on so that I can plan everything else accordingly. Putting time aside basically for me on all the things that I want to do, whether that's spending time with my friends that week, knowing when I'm going to the gym. I like to plan. It keeps me organized. It keeps me together. So that's a boundary that I have. Kind of if someone isn't willing to plan with me, not always my friends, but like honestly, it's just kind of early stages when you're getting to know someone. That's something that is a boundary of mine. I just notice like sometimes the things that are boundaries of yours will be things that you get irritated with easily. So if someone isn't planning with you and that irritates you, it could be a boundary. You know what I mean? That you need to uphold. If you constantly find yourself going and hanging out, you know what I mean? And you're realizing that's stressing you out or it's agitating you. Oftentimes those are the areas of your life that you need to set boundaries in. You've got to learn how to prioritize yourself. Also, just other random examples would be yoga twice a week is a boundary that I have. Like I try to make sure that that's in my schedule. Same with going to the gym um, five times a week. So that's a boundary. If I like I go to the gym first and then I'll kind of do stuff after or whatever. Like I'm not going to. It's very rare that you'll catch me skipping the gym on a day that I want to go to the gym. The more I say this, I can't tell if it's actually a boundary that I'm talking about or non-negotiable, but basically you have non-negotiables and boundaries. They kind of are the same things, but these are just a couple examples of mine. The gym is something that I prioritize very, very high in my life because it affects my mental health in a positive way. So normally I'll make sure that I do go to the gym before I have social stuff going on, all that, because it just makes me have a better day. This took me a really long time. I want to say till last year to fully step into my boundaries and know what those were. So if you're not quite sure, like be patient with yourself. It really is something you're going to learn through time. Number three, you will never have to force something that's right for you. If it leads to tons of confusion, anxiety, stress, and insecurities, run very quickly, my friend, run. The right things will flow into your life and often feel easy, making you excited for what's to come. I've learned this one the hard way. I think one thing about myself in the past is that like when I wanted something, I really, really, really wanted that thing or that person or whatever. And just because you want it doesn't mean it's right for you, you know? So if it feels like you're having to put so much work into getting something to work and you're trying and trying and trying, and it's this constant battle where you'll be having conversations, but then it just keeps kind of going in circles and you thought you resolved something, but then it's just constantly still an issue. 
it might just not be your thing. It might just not be your person, you know? So just keeping that in mind as you go through your twenties is definitely, definitely, definitely important. It kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand with the first one that I did. Like if it's not making you happy, like it's not probably not meant to be in your life. The same type of thing. If you're having to force it, the right things are going to flow in and out you're, with little, little effort on your part. Yes, you'll have to work towards those relationships, but the right relationships come into your life and make you feel great and make you feel good about yourself. And they're just uplifting. And the best friendships that I have in my life came super easy from the get go. And I will have those relationships for the rest of my life. And that's just something that I know. So when it's right, it's right. And when it's not, it's not. But you will feel confident either way. If you're kind of confused and wondering, not a good sign. It might be time to kind of reflect and figure out if that's something that you actually want to bring with you in the future. Number four, don't be afraid to communicate your needs. Seriously. Don't be. It is normal and healthy to have needs. Communication is so important in relationships, friendships, romantic, career. Like no matter what it is, you need to know how to communicate in general. So especially your needs. And your needs are something that you kind of learn the more that you go to, the more alone time that you have, the more time you allow yourself to sit and reflect through experience. You kind of learn your needs. What do I need in order to feel good, especially in relationships or friendships or whatever? You kind of learn all that stuff. If a need of yours isn't being met, communicate that to the person. Nobody can read your mind and you never know if you don't ask. Just because you're not asking, you could be literally holding yourself back from getting that thing because you're over here like not even trying to get it. You know what I mean? If you don't ask for something, you might not get it. But if you ask for it, you never know what could be on the other side of that door. An example of this, for instance, is quality time. So phone calls to catch up with people in general, if that's something that you need, you know what I mean? With people, friendships, you know what I mean? Maybe if they're not quite in the same city as you, or maybe they are. Like for me, I do need quality time in my relationships. And it doesn't matter exactly how I'm getting that, but that is something that I need. So just communicating that in general to a friend, if maybe that's not something that you currently do. For me, it's always really worked easily in my friendships to have this. And I think the longer that I've been friends with people, you get better and better at communicating with them too, because you know you can trust them and like it's a safe space for you to be yourself. So just kind of doing that. But that's one way that I'll communicate uh, my needs. Quality time is one thing. Checking where you stand with someone. This is a big one. Not sure where you stand with a person romantically or whatever, somebody that you're interested in. This is another way that I want you to apply this. Don't be afraid to communicate your needs to somebody, especially in the early stages of dating. If you need certain things, like I said, planning, communicating, you know you want a relationship, you know that you don't want a relationship, maybe you want to move somewhere else, you wanna to move to a different country, whatever it is, just like certain things, those are important conversations to eventually have to communicate your needs. Let's say you wanna have kids, like just knowing that even in dating situations or whatever, that's just kind of one little thing, but checking where you stand with someone, if you're unsure where you stand, never sleep on yourself and gaslight yourself into thinking that you shouldn't be having those conversations because if it's bothering you, it matters and you owe it to yourself to have that conversation with someone, whether it goes the way you wanted it to or it doesn't. You learned something that you needed to learn from that conversation to either leave it in the past and move forward or to get that thing that you want to get that person, that relationship. You never know until you ask. 
if you don't ask somebody where you stand, you might be on two complete different pages where one person is beep bopping around having a great time and you're over here like thinking that you want to be in a relationship with them and they don't know if they even want that with you. So again, never a bad idea. You know what I mean? Whenever you feel the time is right to have those conversations. I'm not saying go and have these conversations immediately or anything like that whenever it feels right to you. Or just in general, whenever you feel like you find yourself in a place where you're kind of stressed out about it, that's when I want you to communicate your needs. Also in career aspects, if you're asking for a raise or you want a day off or you know what I mean, you're going on a vacation or something, do not be afraid to communicate that in general. Like I said, the worst thing that could happen is they decline you. You know what I mean? They decline your offer or whatever. You have nothing to lose by just voicing what you want. And especially in your career, you should feel comfortable to voice your needs because that could be your job for the rest of your life if you wanted it to be. So by voicing something that you might need and it not working out, that could be your sign to get up out of there because you do not want to overstay your welcome in a place that is not going to see your worth, relationship, career, friendship, whatever it is, this all applies. An example of this for me specifically, I had a job and I was at the point where I knew I could not work five days a week anymore in the career, which it was dental hygiene. And I had the conversation with my higher ups and they valued me as an employee. I was like one of their best employees, like whatever. Like they should have been able to accommodate this one need of mine. And I basically was like, I need one day off a week for my mental health. Like I need that. And I knew that I could find that with a different career or not a different career. I knew I could find that in a different office. But so I was like, whatever, I'm just going to tell them like, I, I want this. And I was like, hey, like I need basically a day off. I don't care what day of the week it is, but I need a day off. They kind of just dismissed me and were like, ah, you know, we'll see if we can do that. And I was just like, not good enough. Nope. So I quit. I ended up quitting. Um, not that immediately, but I did find another job that gave me that thing that I needed, which was four days a week. And I quit. So this is exactly my point. You're going to figure out through these conversations and communicating your needs, how to get your needs met, whether it's by this job, person, whatever, or if you have to if you're going to find one that kind of better fits your needs for the time being. And also if someone, again, isn't measuring up to your needs and standards of dating by having that combo, you can possibly resolve those issues and see where you stand with that person. And you can save yourself some time if it doesn't work out the way that you wanted it to. Maybe you will end up in that relationship or maybe it will get you to be alone and get you out of that instead of wasting more time in something that just was never going to be for you anyways. Number five, if someone can't meet your needs, it doesn't mean you won't find someone who will. So I really want that to be made clear again, which kind of goes hand in hand with the one I just said, but I don't want you to ever feel just because maybe you got rejected or maybe something didn't work out the way that you wanted it to, but you stayed true to yourself and you tried to, you know what I mean? Communicate your needs and it just didn't work out. You will find someone, you will find a job, you will find something that is going to make that one look like something that you were never meant to have in the first place. So I don't want you to ever stop trying in any aspect of your life just because maybe you got disappointed a couple of times. You're going to have so many disappointments in your life. I'm just here to tell you that right now. And the earlier you accept that, the easier it's going to be for you. You got to learn to embrace those disappointments. Unfortunately, when they happen, cope with them, deal with them and learn to get up and move on from them because they are not here to define your life. They're just moments in your life that are teaching you lessons. So this could be a better job. You could always find a better job, a better relationship, a better friendship. There are so many amazing opportunities that you could be missing out on just by maybe staying somewhere that you don't need to stay anymore. You know what I mean? If it's not meant for you, don't let disappointments or things that have let you down keep you from succeeding. Number six, you do not have to have it all figured out right now. 
If you have no clue where your life is going, that's okay. It's actually pretty exciting to have no clue where your life's going. That means every day is another opportunity to find something that could completely change your life forever. You are the author to your story, so don't forget that. Be patient with yourself while you figure out what it is that you want to do with the rest of your life, and don't be surprised if it changes several times. You might think that you know exactly what you're meant to do with your life, but like you have no clue. You could be one choice away from finding something that completely sets your soul on fire in a way that nothing else has before. And that could become what you're meant to do. It's it's just all part of the game. It's all part of the freaking process of life. And life is full of so many surprises. That's the whole point of this podcast though. And me making this like grow as you go, you do not have to have it all figured out. So just be kind to yourself and be patient. Know that it's gonna be good some days and it's gonna be bad some days. And that's normal. There's this misconception that we go to college and we're going to use our degree for the rest of our lives. And that's just going to be it. But it's like, how do you expect, this is something that I've always felt so passionately about. How do you expect me, an 18 year old or younger, to know and choose my career path for the rest of my life when my brain isn't even fully developed? You know, it doesn't even make sense. I can't, I can pick what I can do with the rest of my life, but I can't have an alcoholic beverage legally until the age of 21. So three years later, but I can pick my career. Excuse me. Like none of it makes sense. If my brain isn't fully developed, then why are you letting me make this decision? (laughs) Like that's just something I have always felt passionate about. You are the author again. So if you don't like something, guess what? You can change it. Number seven, it's all about perspective. Everything in life can look different depending on the way that you look at it. If you wake up thinking the worst case scenario about your day is about to unfold, it's going to be really hard for you to have a good day. So if you wake up allowing yourself to be grateful for all the things in your life, big or small, knowing you may not wake up tomorrow, it really changes the way that you approach everything throughout your day. I stand by this more than anything. Perspective is everything. And it's such a struggle sometimes, especially if you do deal with anxiety, negative thinking, self-sabotage, if that's something that you have struggled with or do. Yeah, it's it's not an easy thing to maintain, but for some reason, I've always just been able to kind of flip it and think about things in a positive way, even when maybe I didn't have a reason to feel that way. The way that you look at the world is the, like you create your reality kind of like with your thoughts. So the more negative you are, you're going to see those negativities show up all day long, as opposed to if you are positive and you are intentional with your day and you set that intention at the beginning of the day, like I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have good interactions. I'm meeting everybody today. Like I always think this, even with patients as a dental hygienist, I am meant to make a difference in somebody's life today. I'm meeting every single person today for a reason. They might need something about me to kind of help get them through today whether that be a piece of advice I give them, even with their oral hygiene or a smile that I give them, maybe they're having a really hard time and I'm able to be a little late in their life, even if it's for an hour. So just little things like that. I think the way that you think about everything down to the little interactions that you have with strangers, smiling at a stranger, um, it's all about perspective and it's all a mindset. So really, really be careful about the thoughts that you allow to live in your mind all day long, because if they are really, really negative thoughts, you are going to notice your self-esteem plummet. You're going to feel like shit about yourself. You're going to think that you can't do anything that you want at all. And you're going to feel basically like you're attacking yourself all day. And unfortunately, I can speak from experience because I did that a lot over the past couple of years. And that was like the worst thing ever. And it is a struggle and you are going to get through it. I want you to know that you have to rewire your brain. 
If you notice yourself in these negative thought patterns all the time, you have to rewire it. And it just takes um, self-discipline and kind of changing your habits. And the biggest thing I can I can give you when it comes to advice for this is if you have a negative thought, you genuinely have to replace that with a positive one. And the more that you do it, it becomes a habit. So you, you get less negative thoughts in your mind because you know that that's not true. Everything that your mind thinks isn't true. So please do not resonate with all of those thoughts because just because you have a thought doesn't mean that it's an important one. We have so many thoughts all day long. So just be really mindful of that. So an example of this would be if you think like, I'm so stupid, like nobody, nobody likes me. Think I'm amazing. I have so much to offer. People love to be around me. I am outgoing. I'm friendly. Like it's affirmations. The more affirmations you say to yourself, which are I am statements, you will notice that starts to change. So I did want to touch on that a little bit because I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand. And that is a huge chunk of my perspective from having to rewire such negative thinking. When I reached a really low point in my life, when everything that I thought I ever wanted knew one up in flames and I had to figure it out for myself. So I love you. I'm sorry if you can relate to this. I'm really sorry because it is genuinely one of the worst things that can happen. And I want you to know that you can kind of conquer the negative thought patterns that you're having and they are not you. You are so much more than that and you have so much to offer. I promise. One thing that really helped me with this that I wanted to share is a book by Ed Milet. It's called The Power of One More. I have never read it, but I actually listen to podcasts constantly, as a lot of you know. And I listened to a podcast that somebody had Ed Milet on. And it's just funny how life works because I now listen to his podcast and it all kind of connected. Like I didn't do that intentionally. I just kind of found his podcast and I'm into that just as much as the one where I found him on it. You know what I mean? It's just kind of weird. But basically... I was listening to a podcast where he was explaining the power of one more and kind of what that meant to him. And that is his book that he came out with. And bottom line of it is if you only had one more of anything, imagine how much of yourself you'd put into that one thing. So whether that's a day at work, interactions with strangers, like going to the gym or whatever, um, spending time with your loved ones, a workout, a walk, the power of one more. Let's say that tomorrow you woke up and it was the last day that you're ever going to have. Imagine how present and how intentional you would be with your time because you know that you're never going to have another day. So you're going to go and have a great workout. You're going to go or whatever. You probably wouldn't be working out. If you were dying tomorrow, you'd probably be doing something really cool. But you get the point. So like to think about it on your everyday situation, you're about to walk into a job that you really don't like and you think, okay, this is the last one. I just have, I just have to do this one more time. That's what he tells himself. That's what it was like. I need to read the book, to be honest, but that's what he tells himself. Like, I only have to do this one more time. And he noticed how much of a difference that changed his everyday life. It caused him to be so much more present and have way more meaningful interactions with everybody. Like, it, it causes you to really appreciate everything in your life, every single thing. So I highly recommend kind of applying that to your life if you can. The power of one more not only changes your perspective, but keeps you present and full of gratitude which is literally the biggest things that you need in order to get through your 20s. You got to stay present. You got to be grateful, I promise. Because there's going to be a lot of days where you feel like shit is hitting the fan. Like you don't know what, you're like, I'm lost. I don't even know what, what I'm doing, where my life's going. That's okay. I promise you, it's all going to come together and it's all going to work itself out. And I'm only 25, okay? I'm not trying to act like I have my shit figured out, okay, at all, because I don't. But these are lessons that I've learned and I know I'm going to learn so many more in the next five years before I'm 30 crazy shit, crazy, crazy shit that I'm going to be 30 in five years, but I'll let you know what I learned in five years. Number eight, no one's going to do it for you. 
Stop waiting for someone to come and show you what you need to do to get yourself where you want to go. It's all up to you to take the time to do the hard work that's going to get you where it is that you want and are trying to go. This one seriously is something that I have to constantly remind myself because I'll just some days I just like I'm like almost like not making the moves I need to be making and I'm like what are you doing like you're the only person to blame if you look back in five years and you realize that you dropped the ball on your life you never made it where you kept telling everyone you were going you know what I mean so it's like you owe it to yourself to get up and do the work because no one else is coming to help. It's on you. You're an adult. And as crazy as that seems some days, and it's like hard to like believe, you just got to do it. You got to get up and show up for yourself because if you're not showing up for yourself, no one else is. You have to do that. An example of this would be changing careers, getting that degree, starting that business, leaving that relationship, starting your fitness journey. No one's coming to help you. If you've been wanting to start your fitness journey for the past God knows how long, you got to get up and do it. Start to prepare yourself with the things that you need in order to kind of kickstart that. So whether that's buying a couple workout outfits to get you excited to go to the gym, getting a workout plan and kind of looking over it so you feel confident and good and excited about what you're going to do, whether that's starting working out at home first to get comfortable with it before you kick into the gym. I get it. I did that too when I started my fitness journey. Um, Changing careers. That's where I'm at currently. So for me, it's a lot of work to figure out like exactly what I'm up to and exactly how I'm navigating out and exactly what I'm going to do, but it's up to me to figure that out. So if you're kind of having a hard time figuring it out, just know that it's an educational period. It's a, it's the process and it's not just going to be this super enjoyable situation for you right away. Maybe in a couple of years it will be, but right now you just got to focus on doing the work because the second that you go full fledged into doing whatever it is that you want to do, I promise you, you're going to start to enjoy how it feels because you're going to be not only empowering yourself and making yourself feel really good. Like, Oh, I can do this. You're going to like, it's going to be a ripple effect. You're going to feel good in all aspects of your life. Cause if you're putting your all into your own cup and you're reaching your goals and you're showing up for yourself, all of your relationships in your life are just going to improve with it because you're going to be so much more confident, so much more in touch with yourself. You're going to feel so good. It's up to you to sit down and create that game plan. I promise you that you can do it. I promise. I believe in you. Even if you don't, I don't expect you to believe. I don't expect everyone to believe in themselves when it comes to this. Cause some days I don't even believe in myself and it's really hard for me to do that but I'm here to show you, you don't have to believe in yourself every single day, just as long as you get up again and you realize, okay, I got to get, I got to get up. I got to do this. No one else is coming to help. Quit waiting for the right time. It's never going to be the perfect time. So you just got to start somewhere, even if it's super small, 15 minutes a day. I need to take my own advice on this because some days it's so hard, but 15 minutes a day, that's what I'm currently doing. Um, with certain things. And it just helps to, again, you get started with a little amount and you are just motivated to keep going because you're enjoying that. Number nine, life is too short to work that job that you hate. Quit that nine to five. I'm just laughing at myself because like this is my, (laughs) this is literally my life right now. And it's like, Michaela, shut up. You aren't even quitting your nine to five yet, but quit that nine to five. If it's not serving you, you can always find another job and you can always fall back on that degree. If your game plan fails you or you realize it wasn't actually what you wanted, it's never too late to change your life. I swear, I I stand by that. I stand by that. Even though I'm in the current process of figuring that one out, it is too short. And I know that. And that's why I know what I'm currently doing doesn't serve me fully. I am not fully tapping into everything that I have to offer the world in that job. I know I'm meant to do other things, bigger things 
change people's lives, help people. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm figuring it out. And I have a lot of goals and I have a lot of plans. But but if you can relate to that at all, just know that I totally am right there with you. And you can always find another job. Like, are you serious? Like, worst case scenario, we're serving. We're back to Red Lobster, baby. That's what I used to do. We're back there. That's like the last thing I ever want to do, ever. But there's always a way to make money. Okay? I promise. And you always will have your degree. Or whatever, if you have one. If not, that's okay too. You don't need a degree to make money in this day and age. You really don't. But for me, that's why I wanted to get my degree. Because I never wanted to feel like I had to rely on anybody for income. I always wanted to have a way to supply for myself, possibly future kids, anything, you know what I mean? My, anything, myself basically. And and for me, I did that. So I got my degree, I did it, I tried it out. It just isn't really it. So basically you can always fall back on that though. There's always a need, you know what I mean? Probably for what's going on in your degree maybe. So I know I can always go back to being a dental hygienist and I can always temp as a dental hygienist whenever I want to. So if you can relate to me in that, Please create a game plan, an exit strategy to get yourself out, set a date that you are going to be done with your job, okay, and start to plan how you're going to be making money in the meantime. That is currently what I'm doing. The date that I set for me to be done with dental hygiene is July 16th of this year. So I'll check back, but that is the goal. Number 10, you can never ruin what's truly meant for you, so stop overthinking it. What's meant to be in your life won't be able to escape you. In my opinion, everything happens for a reason, even if you don't know what that reason is right now. So send that text, apply to that job, start before you're ready. Everything is working out for you, whether you can see it right now or not. Do whatever you have to do in your life to leave this earth with no regrets. There's so many times in my life when I've been in my head or overthinking or just thinking, you know, like, I don't know, just so many times in my life when I've wanted things to work out that weren't working out or whatever, you can't ruin it if it's yours. The right person isn't going to be scared of you sending a text, <laughs> like ever. The right person's going to constantly be there in your corner, supporting whatever it is that you're doing. You have nothing to be anxious about. You have nothing to be worried about. Nothing. Apply to the job. Worst case that happens, you don't get it, okay? Nothing to lose. There's nothing to lose in this life. If it's meant for you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. Even if it doesn't right away, that's okay. It might come back around. You never know. But whatever is meant for you will not miss you. So just keep moving and doing what feels right in that moment. And everything is going to work out the way that it's meant to. This is a huge, huge, huge way that I think. And I think it's why I'm able to kind of brush my shoulders off about certain things. Because I genuinely believe this. Like I'm not just saying this to you guys. I believe everything's working out for me. For the better of my life. So if you're rejected... That is redirection, okay? Rejection is redirection in any aspect. Number 11, take the time to heal the things that you haven't healed from. It might not feel amazing, but it'll be so worth it and your future self will thank you. Nobody wants to sit with their feelings. You really don't. And it's one of those things where the more you run, the longer you run from the things that are bothering you, they're not going anywhere. And I can tell you from experience, they kind of start to run faster in your 20s. They start to catch up to you in ways that you can't even brush off anymore. So that's what I've learned. There are things that I completely dissociated from and I just ran from in like my teen years. And here they were hanging out with me in my 20s. You know what I mean? <laughs> like ready, ready to show themselves and be like, hey, this is a problem that we have. How are we going to fix it? So just taking time with yourself, journaling, 
maybe trying therapy. You guys know I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I think everybody can benefit from it. I don't think you have to be in it if you don't feel like you need to, but I do agree and think, I agree with myself, (laughs) that everybody can benefit from therapy. So just giving it a try and seeing what you think. And again, I have a whole episode on how to find the right therapist. And if that's something that you've been considering, check it out. I think it's like two episodes ago, but everybody has some form of childhood trauma whether you are aware of it or not. There's stuff that comes with us. Your body holds trauma. You have it in your head. You know what I mean? Your brain might have tried to forget about a lot of it, but it's there. And sometimes that's kind of part of what's going on whenever you notice these things coming up or there's things that you are kind of having a hard time dealing with. A lot of it could be from your childhood that you don't even realize why you're dealing with. So therapy can help. Um, Just working on that. Self-work, self-improvement kind of goes hand in hand with all of this. Reading self-help books. Um, Like I said, journaling, taking alone time to just sit and allow yourself to think. That's one that I'm trying to get better at because I know I need to. Um, Like, and I do, I'm alone a lot and I do think a lot and everything, but like allowing yourself to just sit with no distractions and notice what's coming up. Notice what you are having feelings or emotions about. Healing from maybe a past relationship that you had that you're not quite over yet because you haven't given yourself time to just sit and deal with it and kind of process how you're feeling and allow yourself to actually mourn that relationship instead of trying to jump right over it and act like it never happened or whatever. Certain anxieties that you have, there's reasons that you have them, you know, so figuring all these things out, insecurities that you have, same thing. If you're having certain insecurities, you can change those. They're just issues that you kind of have to deal with and work through understanding why you have them in the first place. Because the second that you actually start to work on those things, you start to realize that like, you can have such like such a different life. You just have to allow yourself to kind of accept the things that have happened in your life, even if you didn't have a say over them. You know what I mean? And they happen when you were a kid. Makes it even worse because you're like, why the hell am I dealing with this stuff, you know, now? But you can't change the things that have happened to you. You can only change your current situation. And that's just how we choose to deal with the things in our life every single day that are bothering us and that we notice are problems. If anybody has any questions on this, feel free to message me. I would love to give you any information if you do need help in these areas. I'm about to fight the neighbor's dog. I'm going to tell you that right now. He won't shut up. And this dog's just been going crazy. Okay, I don't even know who this dog is. But there's been a dog outside my freaking window today just growling. Like he's attacking like another dog or something. I was looking out my window like so many times trying to see if there was like a dog attack happening. Nothing. I have no clue what's going on. Number 12, never stop forcing yourself to do the things that make you uncomfortable or scare you. Those moments are where you'll find the most growth. I promise. I promise you. So examples of these could be taking yourself on dates, new workout classes, trying those out, things that you're or outside of your comfort zone, basically. You haven't done them before. When you force yourself out of your comfort zone, you are allowing yourself to completely open up to endless possibilities of the unknown, which is so, so cool. And you start to learn more about yourself because you're in situations that are new. So you learn how you react to certain things and you can form new relationships and meet friends in workout classes, learn new skills, feel confident taking yourself on a date and realize how much fun you have alone. So, and you're like, who doesn't want to go to the movies by themselves? This could also be dating in general, like forcing yourself out of your comfort zone to date. You don't have to do it, but you learn a lot about not only yourself, but what you want in a relationship and your needs. Like I learned a lot about my needs and the things that I want from dating. Also interviewing, even if you don't know if you're going to get the job, interview to that job if that's something that you really want. Just force yourself out of your comfort zone because the more that you're out of your comfort zone, the easier it is for you to push yourself to that level. And you just kind of start to 
make the possibilities of your life so much crazier because you literally can pretty much get anything that you want as long as you're putting yourself out there. You can get that thing. You're exposing yourself to make new connections and you're learning a lot about yourself also. Interviewing causes you to just be good. One, and interacting with people um, just keeps you good. So if something makes you uncomfortable, even if it's traveling, trying new things in general, force yourself to do those things because you will learn so much about not only yourself, but the world and everybody around you. Number 13, you don't need anyone in your life to make you complete. I promise you, you are absolutely whole on your own. Until you see that for yourself, it's probably best to focus on you. I think that you can still love someone while you're learning to love yourself, but I definitely think if you already have a good idea of your self-love worth, you can definitely love others better. Respectfully, it's all about you at the end of the day, okay? You shouldn't be looking for someone to come into your life to complete it or be hyper-focused on how you're going to fit into someone else's life. When you find someone that you're interested in, you should ask yourself, how is that person going to fit into your life? And if they compliment it, you should want that person in your life. But at the end of the day, you don't need them to survive. The best relationships work beautifully together, but still have room for personal autonomy. You got to be able to have your alone time in relationships. You got to be able to have a person that wants you to still grow on your own and reach your goals and your dreams and not only cheers you on, but also totally respects whatever it is. You know what I mean? They, they also want the same thing. I think that that's really important in relationships. Obviously you come together to kind of be your own little unit, but I think it's still important to kind of have your own personal autonomy to a degree, just to focus on the things that really make you happy. Because if you notice that you're putting your passions and your dreams and the things that really matter to you on the side because of the relationship for some reason, you are neglecting yourself and the things that you are passionate about. So just a reminder about that. Number 14, people pleasing is so stupid. So stupid. If you don't want to go, don't go. Protect your peace by always making sure that you're in a place to do the things that you're committing yourself to do. If you're not going to be able to be present because you're stressed about needing to do other things or keeping promises to yourself, politely decline. You probably won't be able to show up as your best self anyways, and you don't need to explain. You don't have to give an explanation. You can just say, hey, I'm so sorry. I thought I was going to be able to do this, but I have other stuff going on. You can give a brief explanation, but you don't have to over-explain yourself. At the end of the day, if you need a second for whatever reason that may be, that is enough. So stop going to things just to make other people happy. By making those people happy, if you're not making yourself happy in the process, then it's just never going to work out. It's never going to be pretty because you're just going to feel that anxiety and that stress kind of follow you after that interaction. Because then after you went and did that thing, maybe there's a bunch of other stuff that you didn't get done that you that would have made you feel really good about yourself in the week. But instead, you went and did people-pleasing stuff, which I've done so many times. But I've learned the hard way that that is not something that I want to bring into any other years of my life. Obviously going and hanging out with people is one thing. And that's something that we obviously need to prioritize and do. But if you ever notice that it's at the cost of your own happiness or your own peace for any reason, politely decline. Do not do it just to make someone else happy. They will understand. The right people always understand. Number 15, romantic love is not the only form of love that you should be prioritizing. Often the best kinds of love are found in self-love, friendships, family, pets. Regardless to what society has made us believe, we are complete without romantic love. Obviously, we all would love to find it and probably will someday, but it shouldn't be seen as the purpose of your life and more valuable to all the other forms of love that I just explained. Checking in and nurturing those relationships is just as important. You can sometimes find love just as much, if not even more, in those areas, so don't neglect them. 
your people are your people and we don't want to neglect our friendships and we don't want to start chasing love and chasing and acting like we have nothing if we don't have love because at the end of the day that is just such an empty way of living and I've done it um just feeling like I've needed like someone else there and you don't need anybody else in your life as much as we want somebody we don't need them and when you have the right person you absolutely don't want to lose them and you do feel as though you need them and you don't want to live without them but you should never be totally disregarding, you know what I mean, your all the other stuff. Take a moment to really be appreciative of all those other forms of love that you have and just put all that fuel and energy into those relationships and yourself because by doing that, I promise you, you will find the one that way. They always say when you stop looking, it comes. So I don't know, but I'll let you know <laughs> if that happens for me. Number 16, follow your dreams. Even if no one else understands, don't worry about what anyone else thinks about it. They aren't you. They don't have to live your life every day. If you care about something enough, you have a vision for where you want it to go and you put the hard work in to get yourself there, literally no one can stop you. Like you at that point are unstoppable. As long as you have a vision and you have a plan and you know what you're capable of, you will eventually reach that goal, in my opinion. If you're passionate enough about something, you have exactly what it takes to make it happen. Get out of your own way. The time is now, so just start. If you end up changing your mind, that's okay. At least you can say that you tried. The worst possible thing that could happen is that you look back and you're like, oh, I never actually tried to do that. Because if you didn't try to do it, you only have yourself to blame. If you try and you fail, it wasn't meant to work out maybe, you know? Whatever is meant to be, it, it will be. In my opinion, I really stand by these things and I really think that it would be the worst thing in the world to look back and think that you didn't show up for yourself in the ways that you wanted to. And you never ended up putting anything into the goals or the dreams that you had. So you just kind of settled. You don't ever want to settle ever. Number 17, nothing is personal. At the end of the day, however, someone is treating you has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. Stop trying to attach any of that to yourself. You never know what someone's going through. Not that that excuses their behavior, but you're going to waste a lot of unnecessary time and stress over something that has absolutely nothing to do with you. An example of this could be a rude person, a stranger, a patient. Like I've had really rude patients, honestly, recently, and I knew that none of that shit was personal, but it definitely felt personal. Um, so just little things like that person in traffic. I had a lady literally tell me to suck her dick um, at like eight o'clock in the morning, like literally months ago for whatever reason, like there wasn't even anything going on. She was just yelling at me. Like some people are just going through it. We don't know what's going on. She could have some problems. I don't know. Either way, don't allow that to ruin your day and affect you just because somebody doesn't know how to be a human being or be a person or treat you the way that you deserve to be treated. Also an example of this could be ghosting, not communicating, talking about you behind your back. If someone does this, just take this as them telling on themselves. <laughs> like, like nothing's personal, but they're just showing you things about them that are making them not a good fit for your life. So if someone's ghosting you, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with their inability to commit or to communicate or to deal with problems. And if they can't deal with problems with you, they probably aren't dealing with any of their own. Find peace in knowing that you would never treat them the way that they treated you and that you don't have to put up or tolerate that behavior. If someone's comfortable treating you that way, you can only imagine how they're treating themselves. I would highly recommend reading The Four Agreements, which is one of my favorite books ever. But in this book, this is one of the four agreements, which is like, don't take anything personal. Don't make assumptions is another one like huge. It's so, so good. Like you really, really need to read it because it's a super short read, first of all, but it has changed my life and I constantly 
find myself in situations where I'm like, oh, I have to apply this. Like I stopped applying this one agreement to my life. Like I totally forgot about this, but like it helps so much because you're able to completely disconnect from the way other people are because you realize that the way people treat you is literally a mirror of how they feel about themselves. That's honestly it. So if someone's not treating you the way that you deserve, bye. See you later. Sayonara. Like that's pretty much all, all you need to know. Don't let somebody's bad juju ruin your day. Someone looks at you the wrong way. <sighs> who knows what they're going through? <laughs> like who freaking knows, but it's not your problem. Number 18, no one actually cares about what you're doing or is perceiving you the way that you think they are. So it kind of goes hand in hand with like, don't care what other people think, but everyone is thinking about themselves the way that you're thinking about yourself. So don't let the fear of looking stupid hold you back from doing that thing, saying what you wanted to say. Nothing is embarrassing unless you tell yourself that it is. You tripped? Who cares? That's hilarious. Who Literally, who cares? Anytime I trip, I literally start laughing at myself because I'm like, okay, like that was funny. Like, I wonder who saw that. Like nothing's embarrassing. If you're embarrassed easily, loosen up a little bit because you got it. You got to relax. It happens to everyone. You're self-conscious at the gym. No one's paying attention to you. I promise. Like if you did something, I doubt anyone really saw it. And even if they did, they forgot about it a second later. Like if something is making you anxious or something like you're thinking about something and you're like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Let it go. They're not thinking about it anymore. So do not waste any more of your time replaying something that you did thinking that you looked dumb doing it. I promise you no one's thinking about it. And lastly, post what you want to post without caring what anyone else thinks. If they're talking about you, they're still talking. Like it's still, if someone's sending your stuff around, it's still engagement, baby. Okay. It's still, still numbers and you're still make, you're still cool enough to be making a headline in their conversations. So never care, never hold yourself back from doing the things that you're passionate about or you want to do because you're afraid of being judged by other people. Because people at the end of the day are going to judge you no matter what. And it is not your responsibility to uphold a certain standard that people make of you or an assumption or whatever. How others think of you is not your problem. As long as you treat people with respect and you treat people well and you're a good person, that's all that matters. But do not care about what other people think and just live your life to the fullest unapologetically. Number 19, habits are everything. The way you choose to live your life and all the small decisions that you make every day make you into the person that you're going to become. That can either be really scary or really exciting. It really depends on what your habits are. But for a long time, that was super scary for me because I knew there were a lot of things in my life that I wanted to change. So I did just that. I literally chose to change all of them. I knew that the person that I wanted to be makes the most of her day and her goals and prioritizes all those things. So that required me to build a habit to go to bed early so that I can get up early. I'm still perfecting that one, to be honest, but this habit in general, I'm doing it and I'm creating it and I'm making it because I know that that's what I need to do in order to make the most of my day. Other habits that I have and that are currently changing my life would be working out five to six times a week um, at the gym and going to yoga twice a week. And daily walks for me and Marshall, it's good for my mental health. It's good for his. This is one I've had for years, but it's a non-negotiable. Like walking is so good for your body. It's good for your mind. And it just allows, it's good for me and him. And it's like quality time with your dog, which is even better. Habit stacking is another one. So basically doing something that you have to do while doing something that you look forward to doing. So that could be folding laundry while you're watching your favorite TV show or listening to a podcast while you're doing the dishes, or calling a friend while you're walking your dog. You know what I mean? Always habit stacking. I do that all the time. 
and it allows me to make the most of my day. It allows me to listen to so many podcasts and just like fill my brain with positive ways of thinking and constantly learning something. So just kind of finding ways to do that. That's honestly changed my life. Podcast in general, I love podcast. Reading, keeping my house super clean and creating a cleaning habit so that my house ever never really gets messy. It I'm constantly tidying it. So I just do a little bit each day and I constantly am keeping surfaces clean so that like maybe once a month I have to do a couple other things. But for the most part, I'm keeping my house so clean because a clean house makes a clean mind. And if you constantly have clutter around you, it just makes you more stressed out and it makes your head probably more cluttered. So just in general, it's super, super important to do. And I could not recommend trying to get in a cleaning habit enough. It has changed my life. And I think that I created that habit not even a year ago, like maybe six months ago, and I could not recommend it more. I hated vacuuming, hated it, and I got a Dyson, and I love vacuuming now. So even if it's if it causes you to invest in certain things that are gonna make you want to do it more, um, for me, a huge goal of mine, like a 10% better, I'm sorry, uh, 1% better for me each day was to like never go to sleep with a like full sink, so always emptying the dishwasher or have it running and keep the sink empty, that, is like the biggest thing ever and that helps me so much. So just making sure that I'm doing the things like that to help keep my house clean throughout the week so that I don't have huge messes to tackle all at once so it's less overwhelming. I just have little things that I have to do each day. Health and wellness habits in general, like I have so many, but I love them. Like I take my supplements every day, my vitamins. I just trying to stay organized, taking my greens and my sea moss. Like I love, I love health and wellness. Okay, and I could not recommend trying to work on your routines and find ways to just... Be a little bit more effective with your everyday routine because just tweaking it a little bit here and there seriously will make such a difference. And going to bed early to make sure that you're getting at least like seven to eight hours of sleep at night will seriously change your world because then you will be able to get up early and then you will be able to have a good day and you'll be able to have a slow morning and make time for yourself. And if you're starting your day off slow with alone time, you're going to have a great rest of the day because you already technically had a morning before you even had to go do all the other stuff. So it just kind of makes you more in touch with yourself. So in general, habits are everything. I love habits. So just getting in touch with those. And if there's a habit about yourself that you currently do not like, I highly encourage you to try to change that up. And if you want someone that's gonna help you with that, go follow Shelby Sacco on TikTok, Instagram, whatever. She is the best. I could not recommend more. And last but not least, number 20, this is like the most important in my book and it is stay present. This one is so much easier said than done. All we have is the moment right in front of us. So why would we waste our time in our heads thinking about the future or the past? And it sounds so silly because that's what we do all the time. Or at least I can say that I've done. Those moments either haven't happened or they no longer matter. So why do we care so much? Like genuinely, why do we care so much? All we can do is view the past as lessons and stay present so we can build the futures that we actually want. I've lived in my head so much over the past couple years, and I can honestly tell you it's the worst feeling to be missing out on the very things happening right in front of you. I know this isn't easy at all, and I'm not saying it is, but I just encourage you to try your best to work on it because it is the best thing that you could ever do for yourself. Examples of this. So something that really helps me with this is be where your feet are. So in moments where maybe I was dealing with anxiety a lot or I was just having a lot of stuff going on, be where your feet are. You look down at your feet, nothing else matters. I'm literally right here in this location with this person doing this. Just be there. All you can do is be where your feet are. Nothing else matters. Like that honestly just helps to kind of ground you a little bit. Force yourself to make a conversation with a stranger. 
Like just if I'm ever having like a situation where I am really in my head, nothing helps me more than just like forcing myself to do something that honestly seems really scary in that moment. Whether that's literally just like asking somebody a question like, oh, cool. Like how long have you been coming here or something? Just like do something that's going to immediately kind of redirect your brain from being so hard on you in that moment because you can just be right where you are in that moment then and you're just focusing on talking to someone and then you realize, okay, it's not that bad. Like you kind of are able to come out of whatever your head is kind of telling you and you can just be present. To stay present, all it takes is focusing on what's directly in front of you which is easier some days than others, but finding a way to appreciate it and in moments where it is a little extra hard, stay connected with your breath. That can help ground you. So for this, you would breathe in for four seconds or whatever. Just try to regulate your breathing. So like hold in for four seconds, or I'm sorry, breathe in for four seconds, hold for like three seconds or four seconds, exhale for four seconds. Like breathe in for five seconds, exhale for five seconds. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but just really focus on like deepening your breath holding it for a second and exhaling. It just kind of will help to one, calm your nervous system, cause you to be in the present moment and just kind of let you know that like whatever you're feeling in your body, you know what I mean? If it is something that's hard for you to just be right where you are, right in front of your face, that should help. All right, guys, that is everything. Okay, those are the 20 things that I've learned in my early 20s, and I hope that that helps. And please let me know if it did. I would love to hear anything if it did kind of resonate with you in any way. And let me know, again, if there's ever anything that you guys want to hear on the podcast, please DM me. Please let me know. Rate the podcast five stars. I would love you for the rest of my life if you did. But basically, a little life update for you. Um, Let me think. Abby, we had her going away party this past weekend, so all my friends here in Texas, we got together to a bit her farewell, which was honestly, it was really, really fun. We all just hung out and spent time with her and she's going to be up out of here. Like the first day of March, I think me and her are road tripping to North Carolina. So she's moving to Raleigh. So we are going to be stopping in Huntsville, Alabama for a day. So if you guys have any recommendations for something that we should do there just to have fun for a day, let us know. But we just kind of wanted to make a little bit more of a trip with it and just kind of have some fun just because we are driving so far to break it up a little bit. But in the meantime, that's pretty much the only update currently. Um, So that trip's coming up soon, first week of March. And so it's pretty freaking late. It's 9.03 here on Sunday. And I'm going to edit this really quick and then basically go to bed. But I'm off tomorrow for Monday. So I'm going to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And basically, I'm pretty sure that's all I really have to say currently. I went to yoga today. That was fun. Love hot yoga. You should totally try it if you haven't already. But my mental health tip of the week for you would be to take yourself to the movies. I know I've told you guys to take yourself on dates before, but I wanted to give you guys this one because I'm actually holding myself to it this week where I will be taking myself to the movies for the first time on a solo date. So totally try that out too. Let me know how it goes. Send me pics if you go. I don't even know what's in the movies, but I'm really going to try to see Wakanda forever in the movies just because I know I can watch it on... um, Disney Plus, but it's so hard for me to sit down and just watch a movie. So I think by going to the movies to see that, that would be like one, a cooler experience. And two, I would for I'd be forced to just watch it. You know what I mean? And not get distracted by anything else. So and obviously the popcorn and the drink. I I don't know. Maybe I won't end up seeing Wakanda forever, but um I definitely am gonna make myself I'm gonna take myself to the movies this week. So I hope you do too. And if so, let me know what you think. A couple things to look forward to in the future. So I'm going to have two people on the podcast soon. Abby will be on here within the next couple weeks at some point. I don't know exactly what we're going to talk about yet, but 
her husband's going to be on and we're going to be talking about career stuff. So he's kind of started from the bottom in his career and worked his way up. He's changed careers and he honestly has conquered his career. He's done so good. So I wanted to talk about kind of career and like his mindset and things that have helped him and things with mental health that he may struggle with, that kind of stuff. So if you have any questions for Abby's husband, please message me on Instagram and specify so that I can like start keeping track of questions that you want to ask for him because that's going to be happening in the next couple weeks. Then my other friend Shelby is going to be coming on and we are going to be talking about kind of like forming a healthy relationship with food, her fitness journey, could be about dating, could be about astrology, but it is really going to have a heavy focus on trigger warning, eating disorders, and also body dysmorphia. So if there's any questions that you specifically would like to ask her, those are things that she has dealt with and she is going to share about. So if you have anything that you want to ask her, also message me and tell me like questions for Shelby and list a couple or whatever, because I want to make sure that questions are being answered that you guys are going to really get a lot out of. But if you, if I don't get questions, I will just come up with stuff, but I would love to hear questions from you guys so I can make sure that I am supplying you guys with the info that you want, but I love you so freaking much. I hope you have a great start to your week and a happy Monday. And thank you so much for starting your week out with me. It means the whole freaking world. I love you. I will see you next Monday.